Hey everyone, Scott Withers and Justin Anderson here with the Year-Round Disc Golf Podcast. We're going to do it a little different this week uh, because of no disc golf and everything that's going on in the world. We figured it'd be fun to do our dream 18 holes for our home state of Oregon. Justin, how are you doing today and how hard was it to come up with 18 holes? I'm doing pretty good, just uh, in the middle of the workday, but it was definitely challenging to take... 18 holes from different courses and make a dream 18 because it wasn't just like we're picking our favorite and putting the hole wherever we want in order we actually took hole one from one course and hole two from another course so really it really got challenging because there's some close calls a lot of courses uh had some really great holes to choose from so i hope uh hope everyone enjoys the 18. yeah and just so we're clear when we're going through these holes like Justin said, you had to take hole one from a course, then you had to take hole two from a course, and you had to take hole three from a course. So if courses do have more than 18 holes, um, those last, whatever they have over 18, have been eliminated. Um, so it's just holes one through 18, but we figured that was the best way to do it. Uh, let's start with hole one. We'll kind of go through the holes, and we'll both preview. Justin, what's your, what's your favorite hole one in the state? So my favorite hole one is Meadows at Horning's Hideout kind of one of those holes where uh, you're kind of relieved when when it's over with but it's a very challenging hole and if you're going for the birdie bogey and double bogey definitely comes into play and I think it's just a great way to uh, start around kind of challenge yourself right away and I know when you get that bird on that hole it's kind of like that round is getting ready to be a good one. Yeah, tough hole for sure. I'm starting with hole one at Trojan for the Oregon State Championship layout. Par four, very unassuming, easy-ish layup drive. And then uh, Trojan comes into play right away. You got water on the left. You got long grass deep. Um, takes a really good shot to get a birdie. But since there's so limited chances out there, especially if there's any wind to pick up birdies, not really any trees in play unless you saw your drive off left or pull it way right. But Tough hole to start. One, you definitely want a birdie, and I think it's a great way to get the round started. Let's move on to hole two. Let's see what you got. My hole two, we are at Milo MacGyver on the Beaver State Fling West layout. I think uh, traditionally known as the stump hole. It's a, it's a great disc golf hole. Not exactly the most challenging, but very beautiful. Um, it's a great two-shot par four, so it's it's really just one of those holes that I always look forward to playing every time I go to Milo MacGyver, and I think if it's well within my dream 18. Yeah, I would agree. I'm on the same same page with you. Stump hole on Milo West hole two. Iconic. Um, it seems like that green is always used as a backdrop for any uh, publicity stuff they put out for the Beaver State Fling or for Milo MacGyver. I know Andrew Rich did the wooden sign that's been back there for a long time, or at least is back there during big events. Looks great um two shot hole maybe a little tougher than you think it is i think um we take the drive for granite and just pitching a hyzer around the corner and then having like a putter a mid-range up shot but it's one that you got to get again like my hole one at trojan hole two at milo west is one of those that you need to get a birdie on if you're trying to compete with the top guys but it can be a little tricky let's move on to hole three so hole three was a tough one i know blue lake blue lake's hole three was really nice uh, a couple other really good hole threes in the state. But I'm going to go with hole three at Dave Hyders. 
It's a fun downhill hole with the basket on a old stump. So it kind of, it, I mean, the drive itself can either be a forehand or backhand. And getting within the circle is is somewhat challenging. But then the putt at the end of the hole really kind of makes it nerve-wracking. There really aren't a lot of easy putts on that hole, which really just makes it makes it a great hole. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the same page. Three at Hiders for me. Um, I love three at Whistlers also, and three at Blue Lakes a really challenging par four. But um, when I'm trying to put together a Dream 18, I do need to have some par threes in there. Um, and that is a shot that we're both throwing forehand on. You can throw putter or mid or fairway driver backhand if you want. Challenging tee shot, but there's open space to throw a good one. It seems like it's always a little windy through there, but it's way downhill. It's 375 feet, but probably plays like 300 feet um, in terms of power that you have to throw it. Takes accuracy. You've got to be within 30 feet to realistically be trying to make the putt on the elevated basket and everything. So I totally agree. If you haven't checked out Hyder's yet, um, it's something that once this uh, disc golf quarantine is over, then you should probably go check out. Uh, hole four. So hole four was another one that I was really tossing around some options. Um, I think hole four is kind of a soft, uh, one of the softer holes in the whole state when I really think about what hole I need to choose. And uh, kind of, you know, a hole, hole four to dare is a lot of fun. Hole four at Bryant is really fun when it's in the par four. And I was really leaning towards that. And then I decided that hole four at Wheatland, I probably enjoy the most. I think Wheatland doesn't really get as much love as it should. And it's definitely a fun track. And hole four, when the wind is up, is very challenging. The trees are getting taller, so the up-the-middle shot is becoming more and more appealing. But I still throw a big hyzer over the top. And, you know, you see a lot of big numbers on that hole, and you see a lot of birdies. So I think it's definitely a good disc golf hole. And you're talking about Wheatland at Willamette Mission State Park. Uh, that's just north of Salem. That course is awesome. I don't know if it has any super signature holes for me that are going to be on my Dream 18. But overall, as a course, I really like that place. It gets really high ratings. Um, it's a lot of fun to go play. And, yeah, there's some some tough shots. I'm going to go with my home course, and that's Bryant. This is the only one that I have from my home area, I would say. Um, par 4 at Bryant. Uh, in the summertime, you get to smash rollers on. They can go a long way. The hole's about, I think it's 670 on the sign. So if you do really pump one out there, you can have a little pitch forehand or pitch backhand uh, into it. But it's, you know, if you're not throwing a roller that is like with a power driver that's going to cut and go left for a ways and then circle back right, it's a really tough drive. Air shots go for maybe 400 and 450 feet at the most. But they just don't have a ton of space to do anything else. So challenging drive. And then there's a huge tree right in front of the basket. The basket's on a slope. So if you're outside 35 feet, 40 feet, it's really tough to make a putt unless you're kind of left and you can run it. But then the uphill gets in the way. The big tree right in front of the basket definitely catches a lot of shots and creates a lot of 40 to 45 foot uh, birdie. Hopefully birdie putts on that hole. I guess they could be par putts, but there's trouble to be had. It's, to me, probably the signature hole out at Bryant, and that's why it's in my Dream 18. Hole 5, uh, I thought there were some really good choices for 5. What would you put? Yeah, 5 was definitely one of the harder ones to choose from. I know uh, Buxton's hole 5 is great. Mm -hmm. uh, just, I mean, the, really, there's a lot of good par or hole 5s. I know uh, Milo's got a couple of them. 
But I went with Whistler's. I think the whole five when you come out of the woods and the river's on the right. And I mean, it's a challenging par three. And when it's in the long, it's a really hard par three. But just, you know, the, the beauty of the hole, the challenge of the shot. I love that Heiser flip with a fairway. And I think it's just a great disc golf hole that not only is it challenging, but man, it's just so beautiful there. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same boat with you on that one. That's where Whistler's really starts. And obviously it's a 27-hole layout at this point. So some of the holes out there aren't going to be in consideration for the uh, the activity that we're doing today. But that's, to me, where Whistler starts. That's where it gets the teeth. That's where it becomes long, becomes open. You're right in the North Umpqua River and you get beautiful views of that during this hole. Um, challenging, I would say, fairway driver shot for your top-level guys. Um, where you want one to flip up and ride straight for a long time and hit a gap, and then you usually have to make a putt. If it's in the deep, you're really just scrambling to make a par. But anyone that doesn't throw 400 feet, this hole is really hard for because they try to throw a little too much power, flip one over, you can throw it off the cliff into the river. Or what's equally as bad is to saw it off early left, honestly, and you're going to take a four or a five if you hit the trees early in the left anyway. Really challenging hole, really beautiful hole. It brings the scenery um into play for the first time at whistlers and it kind of opens up the course so uh hole six i i have a feeling we might be on the same page on this one as well but what'd you put down for it hole six i went with the buxton i love the long oh. position i think it's it's super challenging i mean you could throw a forehand on it but really it's just your slowest slowest most controllable disc off the tee and then I mean, sometimes it's forehand roller and then maybe another forehand roller. It's just one of those. It's got to be one of the most demanding holes in the state. And I think the challenge of it really just makes it that much better. I mean, I know it's a hole that I've birdied multiple times, but I've also, you know, taken a six, seven. I might even have a snowman on it. I'm not 100 percent sure. I can't remember. But. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of the top ones in the state, not only in my Dream 18, but, you know, probably one of my favorite holes to play. So we didn't go the same route. That was on my short list of things to decide from. I ended up going with the Philo hole at Milo West. Um, iconic to Oregon disc golf, not just because of the Beaver State playing and the shot that Philo hit and all the coverage that it got, but um, how cool it feels to make a three on that hole for me. Like that's always a goal, but when you walk up with the four, you're, you know, still pretty excited, but it's real easy to take a five and that doesn't feel good or even a six. And it feels really bad. Um, it is like many holes at the Beaver state fling a stress causing hole. And it feels really good when you can get off that one with a three, if you can get that lucky, but even with a four. So I went with that one. Um, and then, Let's let's keep rolling through this. So hole seven. Hole seven was another challenging one. A lot of great hole sevens in the state. I I went with another par three. I'm kind of piggybacking off of Whistler's. I love that river shot. Um, hole seven and Whistler's is just it's really challenging when the wind's up. It's got a lot of touch. I, I kind of go over the top depending on the wind. I know you throw over the top probably mainly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of the holes where you could throw a forehand, you could throw a, a putter backhand, a mid-range backhand, just kind of, you know, a dealer's choice off the tee. But, you know, when you're down by the basket, it just it gets harder. And you're not running a lot of 35, 40-foot putts on that. 
And, you know, if you go off the cliff, they put a drop zone there that just kind of like, you know, entices you into running it. And then, you know, big numbers. And it's another one of those holes where you could birdie it or you could take a five or a six. Yep, same same about there. Seven at Whistler's is um, maybe one of the most picturesque holes anywhere. Um, the over-the-top shot is kind of the big arm pro play to control distance, but uh, you still see a lot of people throwing mids or putters or fairways um, down towards the basket on the straight line, and a lot of them going early left into the bushes to kind of um, guard against going over the cliff. And then if you get a little too excited, you can throw it straight into the North Umpqua off a pretty big drop. If you haven't been to Whistler's, um, there's a couple signature holes out there, but this is, this is definitely one of them. And it's, you see a lot of pictures on the green with the river in the background and that kind of stuff. Um, I thought hole eight was a little tougher. I didn't, I didn't have any that I super loved that I could think about. So what'd you put down for eight? Yeah. Hole eight was one that I, had a hard time deciding i ended up going with hole a on meadows at hornings and it's a hole that kind of you know you're in the middle of the grind of that round on the front nine and hole seven is very challenging and then you have to walk up the hill the hole eight and it's a it's a hole where you know there there are a couple routes and the success rate of that hole isn't very high and you know, I, I just like the challenge of it. It's it's very downhill. You could easily throw a putter past the basket if you somehow don't hit something. And it is a beautiful hole. I just like the challenge of it. So it's kind of like that hole where give me a three and get me out of there and I'm happy. And last year at the Huck, it, it kind of ate my lunch both rounds. So it's just something that sticks in the back of my head. And I think about that hole every time I go play hornings. So I'm going to go a little different direction on this one than I think most people would. And I, I was just thinking about it and it was because I, I feel like in my dream 18, you do need some uh, birdie holes or some holes that you want to get because everything's been really hard. I'm going with eight at blue Lake and it's about a 320 or 330 foot sidearm um, that you have to hang over out of bounds the whole way. And then the Creek kind of runs, um, I would from left to right where it continues to get harder to carry the farther right you go and the farther or the more risky you want to get to try to park the basket. But then there's OB long, there's OB left, like traditional Blue Lake style with the states and stuff. It's not my favorite hole at Blue Lake, but I think for the Dream 18 that I'm putting together for this, um, it would be the one that I would most like to play in this sequence. And it's a good hole and it's a score separator. You see a lot of fours, you can see some fives. You also see a lot of birdies on it and you see a lot of people beat 35 feet and have to make a decision on if they want to putt back it out of bounds or not. So that's where I was going with hole nine seemed a lot easier to me. It seemed like almost a no brainer. So what'd you go with there? Yeah, I haven't seen your list, but I bet I'd bet good money that we went with the same hole and it's the genius hole at Milo Beaver state fling East. Um, one of my favorite shots, I know some people might call it a, a softer par four for the top level pro, but it's one of those holes where, you know, you just remember it. And I know it's, ne it's not in year round, but every time I go to Milo, I walk up to that tee pad and play to the next hole as a par five. So it's a hole that I, I love to play and it feels amazing when you throw that perfect shot off the tee and you put yourself into position and I had eagled it once. It was with like a 55 foot jumper and 
Yeah, I'll never forget that. Yeah, great hole. Um, it's the best hole nine in the state. I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of talk about that or not. I, I wish it was a couple feet further maybe, but you're right. That eagle opportunity coming down on the east side, Beaver State fling. You're on the top few cards. you got a bunch of people around. It really does. Uh, you see those guys smash drives way down there, and people get an eagle putts, some hitting the trees trying to get aggressive. The drive is what really makes that hole coming off the hill. Um, a lot of our holes have been downhill holes that we are looking at as kind of the iconic holes, but that's just kind of the way it sets up on the courses. Uh, the Genius Hole, 9 East at Milo. I agree with everything you said on it. Great hole um, and one that uh, is scorable. My hole 10, a lot tougher. What'd you go with with hole 10? I know I kind of told you where my 10's at, and you said you have a hate-hate relationship with it, and I agree it's very challenging. I'm going with hole 10 at Bryant. When it's in the long, it's it's a great par four. A lot of big numbers are thrown on this hole, but it's also a giant score separator. And it's kind of one of those places when you're in the middle of the round and you're two or three strokes back. If you make a good move on this hole, it could be tie ball game after this hole. So I, I think just the challenge of it, it's uh, I mean, I love Bryant. And this is the reason why I love Bryant is it's a technical course. And the basket's right on a downhill slope. So every putt you take at it is just super challenging and nerve-wracking. And it's, uh, I mean, it's a score separator, which makes it even better. And my whole 10 is the biggest score separator that I can think of. And it's not at Bryant. Uh, Bryant and I, I play Bryant all the time. And yes, whole 10 and I at Bryant don't always get along. Sometimes we do. It feels great to get a three on. I'm going with 10 at Trojan in the Oregon State Championship layout, the Crescent Hole. Um, it is so hard. And the landing area is like maybe 30 feet wide the whole time on a 430 or 440 foot hole where it eats people's lunch. And I, you watch guys and I've done it. I know that you've, I'm sure you've done it. Just throw shot after shot into the water um and just get torn up by it or if you don't throw it in the water it's so easy to throw it over the path and still be 200 feet out and still have a 35 to 40 foot landing area and have to keep it inbounds again i don't know if you haven't seen that hole or if you haven't got out to play trojan go on youtube and find some oregon state championship coverage and just find hole 10 and you'll understand when you're watching people play it how hard that hole really is uh hole 11 yeah, before I move on to 11, I got a comment on your 10. It's definitely the 10-cup hole. And I, being a forehand player, I've definitely re-teed three times yeah. in a tournament. So it's kind of one of those things where, yeah, great hole. And that was a toss-up for me as well. Uh, my hole 11 is going to be my easiest hole on my Dream 18. But like you said, you got to give a par three in there that – is fun to play and scoreable. And I think hole 11 at Buxton is a great disc golf hole. The basket is hanging on a wire. So really you can kind of, you have like a 90 foot range of where the basket could be. And mm. there's pawns on the left. And when you move the basket all the way to the left, it really brings the downhill slope to the pond into play. Um, normally it's in the straightaway, which makes it really favorable for a forehand or a backhand, but you know, it's an ace run. You can get into trouble. It's, it's a fun hole and it's uphill. So it kind of brings into that, uh, brings that difficulty into the equation, but 
definitely the easiest on my 18, but a lot of fun to play. I agree with that hole. It's not what I went with. I love that hole, though. It's one of the best par threes. Um, I think it's one of the best par threes in the state with how unique it is with the uphill shot. And it takes a little luck to stick your disc and not have it roll back down the hill. I went with um, a hole that isn't going to come to mind for a lot of people right away, that there's little subtle things that I think makes this hole really hard. And it is uh, 11 at Milo East in the Beaver State fling layout. It's a par four where you kind of pitch a hyzer drive, but you want it to be as close to the parking lot as you can physically get it. And then you have to turn around and smash a big forehand or a big turnover shot down the hill or a big thumber if you can throw your drive far enough and you have that overhand shot. Uh, there's danger in the trees, right? There's danger short, um, short right on your approach. It's really hard to park the basket without a super good drive. And it's kind of the last hole where you can be like, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath and get through this par four. And then I've got a little Island green and then I've got a 500 foot par three. And then I've got, you know, the par five and stuff. I just think 11 sets the course up really well at Milo. So that's what, that's what I went with there. All right. Hole 12 was a little tougher for me. I didn't have any hole 12s that I really loved. What'd you go with for that one? So I'm back at Milo for my 12. I'm going with the West layout. It's a great par three. It's a very challenging par three. I think uh, the four stroke separator is a good label for this hole. It's it's probably 420 feet, 425, maybe a little shorter than that, but it's on a hill. You really don't see a lot of amps getting to it, but you do see the top pros throwing like a nine or 10 speed driver at it. So it's definitely, you know, it's got some challenges. And like you said, you played whole or you went whole 11 east. But whole 11 west is an animal. And it's so, kind of more things where you could be a double bogey. And then you walk up to 12 and you're probably frustrating your game. And you got to throw a very technical hyzer flip to even have a look at it. And it's one of those holes where I know I end up in the woods on the left short mainly but man when you birdie it's a great feeling yeah it feels great i started throwing a distance driver on that hole and kind of getting away from the thunderbird speed disc just because i kept ending up short left and having to throw it a little too hard same thing um i'm going with that hole as well um it's a great disc golf hole it doesn't maybe take all the sights of milo in as much as some of the other open ones do being on the west side um and kind of tuck back into the woods. But yeah, 420 foot or 400, whatever it is, open shot, but it takes a really good drive that stays straight for the whole time and it can't fade out at the end. I agree. I'm going with that hole as well. Um, 13, I'm going to Southern Oregon for mine, but first, what are you doing for yours? Yeah, 13, I was kind of scrambling. Uh, just a lot of good choices. I'm going to Blue Lake, hole 13. It's one of those par fours where they give you probably 80 feet of fairway to work with and it's probably 650 feet so it's true two shot par four and it's one of those you're like in the middle of the gauntlet of blue lake right mm -hmm. hole 10 is kind of hole 10 is kind of easy but then you yeah. get to 11 where it's really hard and then 12 is a really hard part three and you could have taken big numbers on both of those and then you're walking to 13 where you could easily birdie but, you know, I throw a lot of forehands off the tee there, and those blackberries on the left are growing and growing, which is just making it more intimidating and more intimidating to throw over. And I think that just adds to the 
you know, the quality of the disc golf hole. And especially when you watch the world's coverage and you see just the drama that can unfold on that hole, it's a great, great, uh, great disc golf hole. Yeah, I'm going to go to a course in Southern Oregon not as, that not as many people have played as they should. It's in Grants Pass, Tom Pierce Park. Uh, hole three is, I like it in its deep setting, but even its short setting uh, is a little more risk-reward. It's about a 440 or 450-foot hole that you have to throw a hyzer around a huge tree. It's kind of up on a plateau of a hill. Um, it's hard to explain um, if you haven't been there, but there's a couple different lines. You can try to get sneaky and go up the middle, um, or you can try to throw big around the outside. It's one that a par feels good on. I have birdied it once or twice with true power shots, but it's really just a hole. You're trying to take a three or get yourself a putt at two and move on. But a lot of people take a four on it. Uh, I really like holes that have scoring separation and that good shots get rewarded. And I feel like that's one of them. Uh, 14. I think we're different on this one either, even though mine's maybe on your favorite course one of your favorite courses yeah i i kind of had to go with 14 east at milo that par five is so legit i mean it's it's a true par five even for the top players in the world and like you said scoring separation is a big factor and it's one of those holes where you're coming down to the wire trying to win a tournament and you can just get yourself into trouble on every shot and you have to execute three perfect shots to have a birdie putt on the long position. It, I mean, even the short position is challenging, which it's normally in year round. But when you put on that long, I mean, you could have two great throws and a mediocre throw, and you're pitching up a 100-footer for your par. So it's one of those holes where, I mean, when you're trying to win a tournament at Milo, it's it's there and it's it's challenging everyone. It's great. I don't know if you were with me a few years ago maybe two or three years ago now, we were playing Oregon Open. Um, and one of the rounds, in the long setting on that hole, I went roller, roller, and then threw a PD2 forehand right into the middle of the basket. And we thought I took a three on it, which would probably be the only eagle ever recorded on that hole. And we got up there and the disc was in the ground. But yeah, that's, that's one of the most iconic holes in the state for sure. Um, when I was looking at my layout, I decided to go a different direction and one of the coolest holes, especially when it's in the straight setting. And that's 14 at Buxton. Uh, it follows the trend of our downhill holes, I would say, but it's kind of off a, it's off a cliff. It might be almost 400 feet, but you can throw a mid range all the way there. Maybe even a putter all the way there. If you give it enough height, really cool hole that um, is blind to the basket, but then the trees kind of make a V and, uh, lead you down a tunnel if you throw a good shot and take you right to the basket. So 14 at Buxton is what I went with with that. I felt like I needed to throw a part three and there are no more huge holes. So uh, 15, let's move on. Yeah, 15 was another challenging one. Um, I, I went with Trojan, hole 15 in the Oregon State layout. It's a great par three. You throw over water. If you have a big forehand, that's in play. I know guys are throwing rollers, but it's really hard to touch down a roller on the other side of the water and still control your angle. And there is a sneaky backdoor righty hyzer. So it's kind of one of those dealer's choice shots. And if you haven't played Trojan, the Oregon State layout, it's grueling and it's down the stretch for a state championship. So another great, great one at Trojan. Yeah, that's a really cool hole. I'm going with uh, 15 on Milo East. So once you get done playing the par five and then you're throwing 
the hole where the basket's on the mound, it's like 380 or something. I really, really struggle with that hole. It's like a flip up, fast fairway driver, or maybe club down to a distance driver for me. But realistically, I think I want to throw like a TL3 or a Thunderbird or something on it. But it's really tough for me to throw the disc on a little bit of hyzer, have it stand up and go straight the whole way, just the way the branches are and stuff on the hole. And then the putting area being on that little mound, um, I'm going with. 15 at Milo East. All right, let's move on to hole 16. So I am going back to Milo East. I think it's kind of cool that I chose 14 East. You chose 15 East, which I agree. It's a very challenging part three. And then you get to 16 East, which is an awesome part four. I love it's a true two shot part four, which makes it even better. And the tee shot is so I think it's demanding. I know it's kind of rip a straight shot with I throw a fairway people throw distance drivers and get themselves into trouble but really I just try and set up for that big forehand I know it's nice to cut some distance off on the tee for that second shot but really it's a I play it every time I go to Milo I know people break it up into two part threes but it's just too good not to play so 16 east is one of my favorites yeah super tough drive um, on that hole for sure. And then it opens up and when it's in the Beaver state fling layout up in the wood chips, really, really cool hole. I'm going with 16 at blue Lake. Cause I think it's a big time separator hole. It's a hole where the drive is kind of mindless and you just throw a hyzer out there. But if you have played the course a bunch and you get into it, you really want that drive to go as far as possible in the first landing area before it kind of bottlenecks and gets tight. Because if you're trying to get across and get a birdie on that hole, which all the top guys are, it's really hard. And you can't afford to be any farther back on the second shot um, as the basket. It's kind of made like into bubbles in the fairway with little narrower walking paths in the middle. And one of those includes going up to the basket. So um, I think there's a lot of strategy that goes into that hole. And it also takes a big arm to clear uh, the hazard on your second shot and set yourself up. All right, 17. We got two holes left. I know my two are very iconic. Uh, famous holes in Oregon. Where are you at for 17? 17, I'm back at Blue Lake. I think that part five is, uh, like you said, hole 16 is so challenging. And I've taken big numbers on 16 and then kind of been defeated walking into 17. But it's one of those holes where, you know, there's really no OB and there's OB everywhere at Blue Lake. So it's kind of, it's kind of different from the course, but you know, it's a true par five. You have to throw very accurate shots. And I, if you remember from the Worlds at, in Portland, you know, Paul McBeth eagled it twice, which is just mind-blowing to me. But another great one at Blue Lake. Yeah, I am on the train. Oh, sorry, my messenger goes off. Um, uh, you may never be invited back to Southern Oregon for your answer on that because 17 at Whistler's down the hill um is you know it's the most picturesque hole anywhere in the state um you're up on top of the hill throwing a 700 foot hole or whatever it is downhill where you can get any disc in your bag there off the mountain and uh, you know you might have just cost yourself entry into doubles if i tell josh that it's not your favorite hole 17 in the state but no crazy crazy good hole just like blue lakes is um but i can't leave 17 at whistler's out um it's the big down the hill shot i can't leave that out um of my dream 18 on any oregon layout so 
Uh, 18, what are you finishing with? We may have the same hole for this, and it's one of the biggest knee-knocking holes in the state if you stand up on it and have to throw every single shot perfectly to not go in the water. Yeah, I already know. We have the same one, and I haven't even seen your list. Uh, 18 at Trojan for the Oregon State layout. It's it's always windy whenever I play there. It's the landing zone for your first shot is tiny, and you're forced to throw. I mean, I've seen rollers. I've seen huge forehands. It's just one of those holes where, like you said, it's a knee knocker. You just want to get off the course sometimes. Or if uh, you're two strokes back from the win, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a hole where if you execute, very likely you're getting a win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the again, if you haven't played that layout, you got to go watch a video to understand. But there's a pitch backhand or forehand drive that needs to go 230 or 250 feet. But it's to me, it's really key to end up on the left side as close to the water as I can without being in the water because that opens the angle up to then take a distance driver and smash it around the corner. But it can't be too flippy of a distance driver because if you cut roll into the ground, being careful with it, I've seen a lot of them roll back into the water on that cut. Um, it's an air shot that needs to pan right and go for a long time and then come out. I haven't seen anyone three it. I've seen a couple guys get close to it. I've never been close to doing it. I don't know if I just play my drive too far back or if I just don't throw that angle very well around the corner, but yeah, you talk about trying to win a state title and whether it's just ending around or whether it's in that final nine, that hole's always looming in the back of your mind when you get there. Very, very good finishing hole as a par four. I think sometimes it's been considered a par five. Um, but tough as hell and a great disc golf hole. Yeah, so kind of when I went into my 18, I tried to choose 18 holes that were free of any kind of man-made OBs. Sure. And I know I know I slipped up on 17. Uh, forgive me, Southern Oregon people. I do love top of the world. <laughs> it's it's great. It's I mean, all these holes that you and I both said are great. And it's kind of, you know, there's a lot of holes that could have made our Dream 18 that we didn't mention. It's just tough to come up with a list. But, man, I would love to see my Dream 18 be an actual reality. It would be it would be very hard, but so fun. You know what we need to do is one year that we're playing all these courses, we need to take score on every one of those holes and see what you'd actually shoot during tournament play, like the first round that you play it in every tournament, what you'd actually shoot on your Dream 18. Uh, I know it's the middle of the work day. We're both uh, currently either at work or sitting in your car at work trying to get this done. So uh, that's our Dream 18s. Uh, we're going to post this on YouTube and Scott, or and Facebook also so you guys can see it. List your dream Oregon 18 for us. If you live in Oregon, if you're someone that's played a ton of courses in this in the state, um, go ahead and give us your dream 18. Let's see who agrees with um, different holes. I know that one course that we didn't put anything in was Pier, and I almost had hole six down the hill, and then I just couldn't put it over the Philo hole, but um, shout out to that hole too. And there's a lot of other honorable mentions that I'm sure we'll get from other people put in. But Justin, do you have anything else before we take off? No, like you said, Pierre has a couple honorable mention holes. Uh, I think Dexter could have had one or two sneak in there. Tom Pierce was on my backup list. Uh, just so many good disc golf courses in Oregon to choose from. And it was a lot of fun to think up, think about these holes. I remember I was laying on the couch last night watching TV with my wife, and she's like, 
what are you thinking about right now? I'm like, ah, I'm trying to come up with a whole six. <laughs> it was, it's kind of like that meme where the girl's looking at the guy and she's like, I bet she's thinking about other girls. And then it's like blips over to the guy and he's like, oh, I can't think of what would disc golf pulls better. And it was, oh man, it was so funny. I just, it took me a long time to come up with these 18 and um, I, I kind of kicking myself for the top of the world. Cause I asked like five people what hole it was <laughs> and, and I couldn't think of it. And someone, I heard 18 from a couple people and I'm like, Oh man, I love it, but I don't love it more than 18 at Trojan. Yeah. But it's uh yeah, a lot of fun to think up 18. So give it a try. I know McCormick had a couple that were on my list, but then got booted. So I hope everyone enjoyed it and let us know what you think. Absolutely. Throw us your dream 18 in the comments on our post and everything. But uh, until next week, thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you later.